With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just some high-flying, ran fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eat and pray like pazookies on birthdays. It's Philadelphia, Marissa Bowen, Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose, it's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Marissa Bowen, Zach are here to Squawk. Don't miss the mistress talk on some Zach, for the fourth time in franchise history, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Eagles Chiefs are ripe with storylines. Two best teams in the Prince NFL. Prince Tega Winogo revenge game. <laughs> There's so many factors in place for Bo to make the media enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the final episode of Superb Owl Week ahead of Super Owl Sunday. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman. Marissa Dunn and Michael Dunn here to put the finishing touches on the preview week for the big game on Sunday. We will have the professor himself, Dane Is, joining us in the second segment for the conclusion of Swooper Sorecasting. We will have our crystal ball deagle predictions. Maybe we'll throw in some alley you knows. But we start with some talk about the big fellas up front, the official offensive line expert of birds with friends michael dunn michael how are you doing i'm doing great second time <laughs> love it there is so it, popular it is the it. first time people wanted you back yeah run it back yeah yeah i mean anybody can come on birds with friends once <laughs> yeah can a repeat invite yeah. is a real upper echelon of, yep. of friend of the pod zach how are you i'm doing great i'm excited for the pod here it's been it's a We've little, a little uh, behind the scenes. We are, we are pre-recording this. This is a Thursday night yeah. record. We're gonna, we're gonna do our crystal ball deagle predictions live tomorrow. But this part is pre-recorded. That's why you have a, a dark window. Yes, uh, but I was as I was on the elevator coming up, it occurred to me that what I was wearing was the same thing that I wore on today's podcast today, being Thursday, mm. and so I didn't mm. want to wear the same thing. So I, th- I threw on a sweatshirt when I got into the room. To make sure that I don't have two days in a row wearing the same outfit. Um, so that's why he was on, late. On Emily would appreciate that. Oh, Bo was ready to she throw was. that one in. It was it was eight thirty one. We were supposed to be on here at eight thirty, and Bo was like, "I just got to point out Zach's late." And it's not the <laughs> no, first time. I, uh, I it's told Bo. <laughs> I told Bo I had to call my wife because I figured this oh, podcast nice. was going to be. Yeah. I figured this was going to be like a ninety minute podcast yeah. and uh it's it's already nine o'clock at home so right so i yeah that's 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 what i was doing but i logged yeah. on I, I i actually we had a sunset behind me mm. when i logged on i was trying to position the camera appropriately um but no i'm excited for this pod this week has gone by so quickly uh i i can't tell you like if i i haven't had a a good meal yet or a real meal yet i was talking what? to yeah, I, w- I was 
it was about to sound like a flex. I was talking to, to a coach today who, who said, where are you eating tonight? And I said, mm. eating tonight. I said, <laughs> I'm working tonight, man. He said, you got more work. I said, I got so much more work to do. Yeah. I said, Friday and Saturday is, is when I hope we, I, I get a good meal. So, yeah. Well, you guys are crushing it out there. So uh, it's thank you. Very appreciated by all the listeners and all the readers. So keep doing what you're doing. By the you know, time this podcast, you guys up a little bit because I haven't talked to you in a few days. So thank, well, know, that's a nice sore subject. Voice. That's a sore subject. <laughs> um, by the time that's why we readers, started re recording late because we yeah. were just complaining about that for about 15 we were minutes. Catching up. <laughs> uh, 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 by the time this appears, there'll be a story up about situational football meetings. Um, there's a story coming out. Do I say tomorrow? I, I it feels so yeah. odd because just skip yeah, the date a, Saturday. There's a story coming out. Thank you, Marissa. That's why yeah. you're the <laughs> best producer we can imagine. There's a story coming out Saturday on Jeffrey Laurie and and how you know he's hired both the coaches in this game, both of whom did not receive an interview elsewhere before getting the job. So it's about the uh, the coach hiring process there. So a lot I was of going to go content. back to an old bit for uh, for a Wolf's Den and ask. Uh, Devonte Smith, you know, everybody's talking about the Kelsey brothers playing in this game, but how come they're not talking about Devonte and Trey Smith in the same game? You know, how come, Hey, AJ, how come they're not, no one's talking about AJ Brown and Orlando Brown. You guys are in the game too. De, uh, Devonte Smith had a migraine, didn't show up for a media and uh, AJ Brown didn't really play ball. So that's not going <laughs> to be appearing anywhere. So, so, so Michael, I have, I have a question for you here. Put, put us in the minds of a, football uh, of, of an NFL player in this situation uh, to take our, our, our listeners here. You have uh, a big ballroom or auditor or yeah, I, I would say ballroom with all these tables set up and there are two players at every table, right? Every player needs to be there for 45 minutes. Um, but a lot of the media is going to obviously certain players. Um, so invariably there's, you know, reserve players who are just sitting there. And I was talking about this with Bo and Chiel. In a typical locker room setting during the week, like I make sure I say hi to every guy on the team, right? And if, if you're passing the locker of someone, you, you know, you'll you'll say hello, you know, small talk for 30 seconds and, and move on. Here, there it's it's confined amount of time. Everyone is there. Like you don't have a minute to waste, but you feel bad passing by this guy. Like, do they want to talk? Do they want to, would they just rather sit on their phones? What's if, if you're a player who is not going to be like a featured story, no one's doing a big story this, this week about um, pick, pick the random backup offensive lineman. Um, How dare you? So. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I think if someone did come That's up to me, I'd, be wondering if they went to the wrong person. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, maybe I'll like point them over to where yeah. Jason Kelsey would be or something. But, uh, uh, no, I mean, obviously, uh, I hope maybe one day I'll get in that situation where I could. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I could. Is that like uh, a backhanded What I no. want. Yeah. No. But uh, yes. But no, I, I don't think. That, no. I, I don't think those guys care too much. I think they're because I felt bad to be there and. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will say, you know, it's always kind of nice in the locker room, yeah. uh, you know, getting a hello from one of the media members as they walk by, you know, it's always nice to hear. Um, especially what if the person with... says hello to you every single day and like <laughs> says, hello, Michael, every time he, he walks by you, would you be like, this guy's a little weird? I yes. think you'd love that. Yeah, no, okay. I mean, 
But I'm what if not, that was yeah. all he ever did? <laughs> like there was never thing with yeah, the conversation. Never a, note, a never yeah, there was never a second note like, of the conversation. Hello. It was just hello, Michael. Like if I really <laughs> want to talk to him and I respond and he just walks off, he's like <laughs> yes. gone too far with us. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Blake. maybe I'll feel a type of way there, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I always appreciate the medium. Hello, Yelda. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that, yeah, I don't know if I'll talk to them again if they just really do think I'm someone else, but uh, yeah, no, thought, I, I might actually be offended Yelda. then, but uh, yeah, if they confuse me with this long, blonde haired Danish man, then you know, <laughs> could be, but uh, do your homework. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Zach always says that, so you never have to worry about that. All right, um, let's get to the show. Let's get into the nitty gritty. You know, football games are decided in the trenches. And that's why we have the trench expert himself, Michael Dunn, <laughs> to break down what I believe you have deemed the five most competitive matchups on this game yeah. on either side of the ball. Is that fair to, fair to say? I honestly you just want to talk really about the match where I was kind of yeah I kind of just like okay. wrote down five matchups we could go competitive important okay. I, I mean they're all important okay uh yeah I like competitive that's a good title for it where would you like to start um so I did want to start with what I think is actually the best matchup in the trenches for the Super Bowl okay and that is going to be Joe Tooney versus Javon Hargrave Ooh. I think both I like those guys are just super underrated players for their positions. I would like to give one small piece of color. Uh, okay. Daniz is here waiting and watching. He's an audience of one right now in the recording. <laughs> and as you said, Joe Tooney and Javon Hargrave, he just started nodding his head. Like, just a true <laughs> How do you see him? Well, you know, I had, mean, I, yeah. He, uh, I don't have access. He's, got, he's got the back access. Yeah, gotcha. I'll give okay. you that. Oh, this is That's not a, for everybody to see. He's oh, back, yeah. can't see everything because he's the true behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm right, actually so, the real guest on the show right now. So, <laughs> so Joe, Joe, Joe Tooney was, I believe, uh, number one in like pass rush win rate. Now, Dana is maybe will come on and tell us that we shouldn't be following that so much, but a very good player against a very good player. And uh, Javon Hargrave, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you the past. Yeah, don't worry about it. You know what? <laughs> I said it and I regretted um, it immediately. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure it's a good statistic, but sometimes. Uh, but no, in, in my opinion, I, you know, you see all these storylines coming out and I feel like nobody actually talks about either of these two players. And <laughs> when you think like at the end of the day, these are two players that are exceptional at their position. Uh, Javon Hargrave, I talked about it last time I came on. I think he's a super underrated interior pass rusher. I think he's elite. You saw what he did against San Francisco too. He had a big sack. He was getting pressures all day. And you have Joe Tooney, who I'm not sure if he was all pro this year, but he could be, you know, second team all pro after Joel Batonio every single year. But, uh, Good um, yeah, you know, I had to throw that <laughs> in. You're a hell of a friend. Um, I respect that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and yeah, he wouldn't I mean, be second team behind you if Joel went down. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But second team, no matter what. Um, <laughs> But, to, I mean, Tooney, uh, he is an incredible technician, great hands player, and, uh, you know, he just uses his leverage perfectly. Um, you know, he does a great job anchoring on players. He did get kind of pushed back against uh, B.J. Hill a couple times okay. um, in the Bengals game. But overall, great anchor. Javon Hargrave, great pass rusher. I think that's going to be an incredible battle to watch. Um, 
And, you know, I don't think people are really giving it the respect that it deserves right now. Now, beforehand, uh, we were talking a little bit about Linval Joseph um, and mm -hmm. how you made such a good call about, you know, how he was so good on, on, on those outside zones. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we were talking with Daniz and he, he made the point that, you know, Linval or you made the point that Linval may not may not play much this game. And I think that's true. Uh, I do not think we're going to see yeah. a lot of base. I think we're going to see more even man fronts against this this Chiefs offense, even when they have this uh, like super special 13 personnel on the field. Then the Eagles will have, you know, Linval Joseph uh, on the field in those odd man fronts. But I think we're going to be seeing a lot of Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave yep. and Milton Williams in the middle of the field in this game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of the point that you just touched on, um, aside from that, you know, 13 personnel package, you know, the Chiefs are not going to be in that too often. You know, they're going to want Mahomes back there in shotgun and just throw the ball around hand off an uh, inside zone to Pacheco every now and then, who I absolutely love. I think he's an incredible running back. He runs so hard. It's really impressive to see. Oh, Vineland, New Jersey. Yeah. I, by the way, I'm sorry. My, I watched the tape on myself last time, and I can't believe I just did it right now. What'd you do? What'd you do? I just said impressive. <laughs> and I literally have pulled up here. I looked up synonyms for impressive. <laughs> and I told myself that I'm not going to use that word this week. Like I was, and the very first time I'm describing a player, I used that word. I, I it, said, it didn't even occur to me. Yeah, Should have just I, said I, majestic. But, <laughs> yeah. I actually think that'd be a little weird <laughs> if, if you describe yeah. Pacheco as, I, I, as, as majestic. I'd, I'd go with splendid spectacular grand either but, but don't use them all now oh don't worry there, there's a lot there's a lot in, here. Walt in high school is gonna be proud yeah yeah i'm sure they will be um, all right and uh the, the track the track athlete from syracuse yeah. Yeah. Um, tooney and, so, and hargrave go ahead zach mm -hmm. all right are we moving on to the next question or or, or do we still have tooney well i will just touch on linval joseph yeah. uh, he, he is a fantastic run stopper um, you know, he could get some good push in, you know, in the pass rush, but he's not a pass rush specialist. And that's where I think you're going to see a lot more Fletcher Cox, Milton Williams, and Javon Hargrave, like you said. Yeah. Uh, the other side of the ball, uh, the Eagles are speaking with such reverence, uh, or I, I should find a, a, a better word there, respect for Chris Jones. What are you shaking your head for, bro? He's going to get there. He's got five matchups he's going to go through. Exactly. I thought that's, I thought I was prompted. I was giving him the prompt. Okay. All right. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Yeah. That's, that this is his number two. Yeah. That's okay. a great yeah. Ex exactly. Both shaking his head. Marissa was a great producer. <laughs> Oftentimes, when you have a guest, you get prompts. Okay. Ask them this. And so then you lead into the question and they know what's coming. And then they have a, an, an answer set for you. This is this is like TV 101. Marissa did a great job. Bo likes to have guests where they're totally unprepared for what's what's about to come. Like real life. Questions. Okay. So I was I was looking at the next thing on the list and I was giving a an intro so then Michael could take it away. I was the point guard passing it to Michael. You're shaking your head saying he's going to get to it. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm getting to it. Okay. Marissa and Michael knew exactly what I was doing there. Okay. Did you not, Marissa? Did you know exactly what I was doing? I did. I'm not sure if Michael. Okay. No, I got it. Okay. Got, okay. Like yes. It. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so moving on to the next one. The Eagles have been speaking with a lot of respect for Chris Jones. Uh, uh, for Chris Jones this week. Um, it's a. Uh, 
tough matchup, I imagine, for any offensive lineman. How do you see Isaac Sayamalo in particular handling that matchup? And colored with the history they have together where Isaac Sayamalo was benched in 2017 because specifically Chris Jones dominated him all game long. Hmm. That's that's a good tidbit right there. Um, well, Siamalu is going to get the brunt of it. Um, you know, the thing I keep thinking about with Chris Jones is, um, you know, something you mentioned last time I was on about J.J. Watt, where they would take J.J. Watt and basically put him against all five guys and see who's basically the weak link. Um, you will see Chris Jones lined up probably all over everybody at some point. Uh, I mean, you saw in the Bengals game, he had that clutch sack against the right tackle. Um, but for the most part, he is going to be over Siamalu. And um, I'm a big Siamalu fan. I think that he is a really good guard. He's going into free agency, I'm pretty sure, this year, and he will cash in big. Um, He's my number two guard. Number two behind Michael Dunn. Yeah, I was hoping you were going to say that. Yeah. Um, guard center, too. So, yeah, exactly. Position yeah. versatile. Yeah. And tight Both end you. if you need. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, Siamalu is going to be in for it this game. Mm. Um, you kind of see Siamalu, and uh, and even though I'm, I'm a big fan of Siamalu, you kind of see the Eagles O line as a whole. And there's not really a weak link, but that is going to be the guy that is going to have the toughest matchup. And that's physically. going against physically and going against yeah. all world potential defensive player of the year, Chris Jones. And Chris Jones, you saw him in the Bengals game. He basically single handedly got the stops needed to in that game. Chris Jones could do it, pass rush in the run game, however you want it. Um, he is one of the strongest dudes out there. He will consistently drive guards right into the quarterback's lap. He has a fast get off off the ball, great hands player where, uh, you know, he could catch you with a wiper real fast. He could get you with a hand pick. Um, he basically has it all in the pass rush game. And in the run game, he is a very smart player. One of the cool things I kind of saw in the Bengals game, he had one play where, you know, this is, you know, a vet smart move where he was kind of leaning in his stance and he was kind of like making it look like he was about to slant inside mm. the backside guard, the guard over him saw the lean and kind of took a over-exaggerated inside step to try stopping it. Chris Jones then immediately just backtracked, shot up the field and made nice. a big tackle for a loss. And, you know, that's just, you know, who Chris Jones is. I, I, I think that, uh, when you look at the Chiefs defensive line as a whole and Chiefs defense as a whole, you know, they're solid. And then you just have Chris Jones, who is just a elite player in this league. Uh, so it doesn't matter. Siamalu, whoever that guard is, he could be the best guard in the NFL. He's going to have a tough matchup there. Um, and to help with that, I think one thing I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Eagles do do it. I think the Eagles have a lot of trust in their guys, mm. but I wouldn't be shocked if they decide to go in a situation where they're just going to slide the protection to Chris Jones. They're basically and how does that work? Take, so basically, Kelsey, if he's uncovered, you point – basically, I don't know if you ever see where a center or 
a quarterback they're going to point at a linebacker that's usually telling on which way the protection is sliding to so that's where the center is going to um and in this case i would not be shocked if the eagles are just like you know what chris jones could wreck a game on any single play and it's a super bowl we want to just handle him handle that and they will just take kelsey and basically try double teaming chris jones on every single protection um and i don't know if that's something that the eagles have done in the past or if they're confident with whoever they have going against chris jones but in the super bowl and anything could happen you might as well so i think that is a situation that could come into play with the eagles offensive line fran duffy was making this point um this week that the eagles have done a very good job this year and you know traditionally under jeff stoutland partially because they have such a good offensive line to begin with but when there is a a star defensive lineman that week the eagles seem to have generally a very good plan for that player like you think back to mm-hmm. uh week five or six whatever it was against micah parsons who was you know a house of fire in the beginning of the season um they had a very good plan on how to handle him uh, it has happened in the past with aaron donald they've done a very good job against aaron donald um and so i if if anyone's going to design something that's going to going to help them uh schematically i guess to to stop chris jones i think you could have some faith in the eagles but i think this is the most important individual matchup of the game because I think mm-hmm. I, I don't see another way for the Chiefs defense to consistently stop the Eagles offense aside from Chris Jones wrecking a game yeah I, I mean you, you like you said you look at this Chiefs defense and they are a good defense but when there is one guy who can wreck a game like Jones can you have to take every measure to prevent that happening mm. and it helps when the other guard is a pro bowl guard and you're kind of saying to dickerson hey you know you got it you got a tough mm-hmm. matchup too you know uh the guy he's going to be going against um dana uh you know he's a good player i could talk about him later it's not my number two matchup of the week so <laughs> you know i won't touch on it now but it's a situation where you could tell that dickerson like hey you know you got your guy let's help over here okay zach go ahead why don't you uh Toss us into number three here. <laughs> well, you didn't follow the order. I, I mean, you had to put in the Fran Duffy thing there. Uh, I thought we were going to go down the list here, so yeah, I'll ahead. just go to the okay. Go ahead. Um, so let's let's return to the Eagles' defensive line. Chris Jones, that we talked about as a standout from Mississippi State, another standout from Mississippi State in this game. Fletcher Cox, Fletcher Cox, who was Chris Jones before Chris Jones even. Uh, what was that? It's a good transition. Oh, proud yes. of you. Um, so uh, you you spoke about how the Eagles will have to use different combinations, maybe center guard against Chris Jones. Let's 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 look at that Chiefs interior offensive line with Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith, or Trey Smith mm-hmm. and Creed Humphrey, whichever order you want to put it. How will they block Fletcher Cox? Yeah. So when you kind of discuss the Chiefs offensive line, to me, it starts. In the interior uh we already touched on uh joe tooney and how good of a player i think he is but um the chiefs have right guard trey smith and uh their center creed humphrey are both second year players and along with dickerson are a few of the best young interior offensive linemen of the game um you know you you, you watch 
Smith, and you kind of love the way he plays. And he's nasty, this big, right? strong guy. Yeah, he's nasty. Like you could tell, uh, you know, he's always looking for kill shots. He's always looking to just knock someone over. There was one play in the Bengals game where I think he thought his guy was looping, and he immediately went for a kill shot because that just seems like the type of guy he is just always wanted to get those like knockdowns, which I love. And then the Bengals rusher ended up still working on the field <laughs> and created some pressure. But, um, but yeah, no, he, he is a guy who I think you're going to be hearing his name as a pro bowler, all pro type player for uh, years to come. And uh, I think the chiefs got a good one there and he is going to have a big matchup against, like you said, Fletcher Cox. Um, this is basically going to be uh, this up and coming young, you know, right guard versus this possible Hall of Fame D tackle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe possible. I don't know what you guys he, think. He, uh, he was all decade team. So by virtue all of being decade on the all team, decade team, you're, and... you're, you're just one of the best of your decade. Yeah. Maybe. He's a no for game. me, but I, possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe last yeah. game. Um, so you kind of have this like, you know, very experienced vet, uh, who has been a superstar, his career face of the franchise, um, might not have the numbers that a bunch of the other guys across the line have, but he is still Fletcher Cox. You give him tons of respect and, uh, you know, he is going to be a tough matchup for Trey Smith and the center Creed Humphrey, Creed Humphrey also young guy i think he actually was already an all pro at some point um but you see humphrey and he is you know this thick stout center that you know really firm and pass pro gets good movement uh you know good vertical movement on inside rush uh he's also a lefty i was gonna say can you snap lefty so i was just telling marissa about it last night where you know it's always interesting seeing a lefty snapper i personally i mean i could try it out i don't think you know (laughs) I, I don't probably would not be too great if, you know, I just tried out for one play in the game, but you know, <laughs> you know maybe. surprise coach. Yeah. Hey, but uh, I always wonder like if it's different for quarterbacks to mm. kind of like get the snap from a lefty, but you know, I think it's also kind of different for defensive tackles because D tackles usually have mm, different that, pass rush uh, moves for uh snap hand or offhand. And, you know, with a lefty that kind of switches up a little bit. But um, both quarterbacks yeah. in this game, by the way, will will know what it's like getting a snap from a lefty. Because Creed Humphrey was Jalen Hurts' quarterback at Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma. You could have just said both quarterbacks in this game will know what it's like to get what? a snap it's from Creed Humphrey. Creed Humphrey. Yeah. We were, I know it was supposed to. <laughs> Maybe they talk about it together. Maybe that's what they're. Honestly, if, if, if Bo uses these lines, if Bo uses the lines, I would, he would, he would applaud himself. Okay. <laughs> Why would you say what? Is it good callback? It's the same player we're talking about. That's the point. I was, I was like, I was like, is is Jergens lefty or something? So what? What you do is you say that, and you say which left-handed center did yeah. Jalen Hurts take snaps from, and then the answer is Creed Humphrey. Then you say, oh, and you say that's called selling Oklahoma. the joke in <laughs> in uh, the media world. Instead, oh, that's like, it. That's it right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I'm learning so much tonight, Zach. <laughs> Michael is also a fan of comedy, so there it's you crazy, go. <laughs> you know, yeah, Hannibal Burris is, is, is performing yes. like uh, about 100 feet from us. Mm. Oh, I saw him in uh, college. Who? 
Hannibal Hannibal Burrs. Burrs. Mm. Before he was a uh, big, uh, big landlord. All right. Uh, Well, (laughs) speaking of um, Creed, um, which is is also the name of a movie, there's another movie named Australia. And speaking of Australia, (laughs) the Eagles left tackle Jordan Mailata has an interesting matchup against Frank Clark. (laughs) Yeah, so that is uh, matchup number four for me. I got. Um, I do want to say I think the Eagles are generally going to try not being in situations of too many just drop back pass pros. You know, that's not really something that they do very often. Um, I mean, you never know how the game goes. The Eagles have been fortunate in winning games thirty-one to seven. However much these games have been in the playoffs, yeah. where you know, they've just been able to run it down their throat. And I think that's going to be what the Eagles try doing. It, the way you've been seeing these combination blocks from this offensive line has been outstanding. Uh, every playoff game I've seen, they are just moving guys off the ball. I did write in one of my notes that, you know, Miles Sanders, I mean, could have been Marissa scoring <laughs> that touchdown the way that holes were Yikes. open. Um, that was mean. I ran track back in the day. Yeah. Just imagine Miles was a real. It, I, I would say just imagine if the Eagles had a real running back, right? What what they could be doing right now? That's. I mean, what yeah. he's saying is that it doesn't need to be a real running back. Yeah. Well, Miles is still a really good running back. Um, anyways, the thing I love watching Jordan Mailata and Lane Johnson also is how they come down on these three techs on their uh, backside B blocks, um, and any combination really. It, the they are moving guys off the ball and honestly i th- am kind of thinking that that's going to be what happens in this game too i have not seen a d-line be able to stop it yet but if we're talking individual one-on-one matchups uh my versus clark is going to be a good one um clark is a he's a different type of pass rusher than i think what people are kind of used to um he he is explosive he's very explosive but um, where you might see a guy kind of like, you know, really just fire off the ball and try, you know, getting the edge of an offensive tackle, uh, Clark kind of more so plays kind of like a slowish game where he's going to come out of his stance. And yes, he does have the speed and explosiveness to turn a corner, but he almost kind of like stutters his feet. He does like this Euro step uh, kind of move. And he is so quick and explosive from that stop to go that when a tackle just stops it, you know, he, he tries getting, he tried bait, baits the tackle basically to either stop their feet or overset. And he will just either take it inside or, you know, do a quick wipe or, you know, club and just hit the outside. And, uh, you know, it's really impressive. Um, he's been doing it for years. And it's just kind of like a, a different style of pass rush. And he's a great hands player and he's able to do it. And that's a situation where, you know, my lot is this big freak, you know, athleticism wise. Um, you know, I don't think Clark is really going to try testing his, uh, you know, his bull rush on him too often. But, uh, you know, it's how well my does with his feet against him and, you know, stays in the right position. Um, Would you say this is I, a better type of matchup for Mylotta than a, than a speed rusher? 
Well, I, I mean, I, so I, Clark is still very speedy. Mm. Like he still has great speed. He's got, you know, his acceleration is incredible. How he's able to kind of like do this Euro step or stutter kind of step and just take off where, um, you know, it, it's still going to be a, you know, he's going to have to, you know, take perfect angles on his set. Basically he, you know, he doesn't want to be jumping way too far off the ball and then leave a inside lane for this guy. But, um, I, I think that I think Mylata, I, I feel like he actually could have a good game against Clark. Um, because I, I Mylata is, you know, very athletic himself. And um I, I think that this actually could be a, a good spot mm-hmm. for him. Uh, but it's definitely gonna be a good one to watch. And and just because you have the experience of of playing in these games, I do need to ask you, is it Frank Clark or Clark Frank? It's Frank Clark. Okay. Yes. It. It's it's a bad joke, a but um, uh, no. Frank have Clark does have a chance. Of... Yeah. Oh, Frank... that's like like every episode. <laughs> Whoops. So so Frank <laughs> okay. Clark does have a chance of making history, and I didn't realize this. Did you know that if he has one and a half sacks, he would set the NFL postseason record for most sacks? He would have the most sacks in the history of the wow. NFL postseason. Which I I would not have put that together. Yeah, no, he's he's third all time. Bruce Smith is number one. I think Terrell Suggs is number two. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he Clark has thirteen and a half maybe, and Bruce and Bruce Smith is fourteen and a half thereabouts. Um, so uh, and it's it's because Clark has two and a half sacks during this postseason. He's pushed himself up there. This is Hassan Reddick's first postseason, but Hassan Reddick has three and a half sacks this postseason. I bring that up because that's another matchup you're focusing on is Hassan Reddick versus that Wiley veteran, Andrew Andrew Wiley. What are you expecting out of that matchup? Wow, what a transition. That Thank was. you, Marissa. She appreciates it. Thank you, Marissa. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually kind of interesting to hear about Frank Clark. I, I did not know that he was uh, one and a half sacks away from uh, getting that record. Um, but Going back to the Wiley versus uh, Reddick uh, battle, I, I feel a lot of people aren't really giving Wiley the respect mm. that I think he kind of deserves. Like, I feel like people are not really, um, you know, I, I, I think people are just assuming that Reddick is going to, you know, just be tearing up this right tackle for the Chiefs. But Wiley is a guy who, he has played many games for the Chiefs, guard, tackle, wherever they put him. You know, he's done a good job of, at it. Um, and it's not like he hasn't played anybody. Like, he's a right tackle on an AFC West team. He's going against Joey Bose every game, every week, uh, two times a year. Um, he's going, he was going against Von Miller for all those years. Um, he's going against, uh, Who's the Max Crosby. Uh, Max Crosby? Max Crosby. Yeah, Max Crosby. Um, where obviously Hassan Reddick is having an incredible year, but you know, Wiley's no slouch. He he does a good job filling the role that the disaster of him uh by the Chiefs. But he is going to have the toughest job. Uh, just as we discussed with the uh, Chris Jones Siamalu battle, Reddick is going to be the Eagles. Chris Jones. He is the guy that is going to 
basically have to make a play. You know, when you're talking about this Super Bowl, two high-powered offenses, the game will probably come down to who makes a bigger splash play on defense. And just like how Chris Jones could do it for the Chiefs, I think Reddick could do it for the Eagles. I think Reddick is going to need, you know, whether it's a strip sack, whether it's a QB hit forcing a errant throw for a turnover, or just a big third down rush. Um, Reddick is going to be the guy that has to get this done. You know, he's, I, there's a lot of, uh, I guess people are saying disrespect that he was not one of the finalists for defense player of the year. Yeah. But if he turns out a Super Bowl performance and makes one giant play, then that disrespect is no longer going to be there. Everybody's going to know who Hassan Reddick is. He's going to cash in on that, uh, and he will get all the recognition that he definitely deserves. Um, and I kind of had this at at five just because uh, it is going to be a tough matchup for Wiley, and mm. he's played a Super Bowl before. He's been in a Super Bowl, but it's kind of you know a, a guy who is you know fills the job really well versus a guy who is going to have to be relied on to make a big play. Um, and I, I, I really think that it's going to come down to that where if a guy like Reddick does not make this play and the chiefs are able to let Mahomes just sit back there and throw the ball around, I think it's going to be a tough game for the Eagles defensively. Hmm. Um, and, uh, I, I don't know Mahomes, uh, ankle situation, but a week after getting a high ankle sprain, you know, he might not have been he might not have been the most mobile guy, but he's still doing Mahomes like stuff where another two more weeks of rest, you know, you're not you're not really going to this game and thinking like, okay, Mahomes is just gonna, you know, be sitting in that pocket and not be yeah. able to do this stuff that he could do. Right. You are going to get normal Mahomes in this game. And if a guy Which like scary Reddick, for the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, very scary for the Eagles. And if a guy like Reddick is not able to get pressure constant pressure even then i think the eagles could you know be in a bit of a scary situation all right well so saith michael dunn what a breakdown uh anything else that uh that is just uh generally on your radar ahead of this ahead of this matchup yeah no i'm wondering uh, how late we're going to be keeping up your your pregnant wife on super bowl sunday (laughs) yeah uh, yeah um she'll be okay (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm sorry, no, Marissa. Yeah. No, I, I'm ready for it. Yeah, she's she's honestly been waiting for it. You know, she wishes that she'd be out there with you guys right now. Well, but, yeah. uh, we wish that as well. Deal with me over here the you know, the entire week. Um, well, next but, year she'll be out here both working and you'll be playing in it, so it'll yeah. be a yeah, good combination. Yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome with the baby. With the baby, yeah, bring the baby too. Um, I also I just want to say I know I touched on him before, but. I think what they do with uh, the Chiefs do with uh, Mike Dana, um, mm. I think it's really interesting kind of how he's like a defensive end. He's a smaller guy, but um, for pass rushing on third down, they kind of kick him inside, and he basically plays a three-tech. And it's interesting seeing like this like 250-pound guy, but he's such a great athlete and so quick that uh, you know he's going to give – you know Dickerson – is going to have a tough matchup over there too. It's not going to be a, you know, just a, okay, you know, Chris Jones is going to be over there. Okay. Dickerson, like you're fine. 
Now they might have to put Dickerson on a lot of one-on-one situations with this guy, but uh, you know, I think that's a matchup that will also be very intriguing to watch. If I can ask you one big picture question here, uh, when the Eagles were last in the Super Bowl, and I know I've used, I probably exhausted that phrase when the Eagles were last in the Super Bowl, but in the like week and a half leading up to the game, I kept saying they're not going to beat Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady, right? He 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 wins, and then. As the game was getting closer and I was really diving into the matchup, I said, you know, you're, you fundamentally believe that the teams with the best lines of scrimmage win the games mo- most often. And the Eagles had, the, were, had such an advantage on the lines of scrimmage going into that game, I felt, both offensively and defensively. Uh, the Eagles had that against in, in, in some of their other games this year, and you saw that come to fruition. Uh, do the Eagles have a pronounced advantage on the lines of scrimmage is it equal? How would you how would you frame? Is it slightly one way? How would you frame it here? Yeah, no, I mean we talked about all these matchups, but at the end of the day, I think the Eagles have a pretty good advantage um, on both you know, sides. We, um, yeah, honestly, I'd I'd say both sides. I'd say offense line to Chiefs defense line a lot more so. I think mm-hmm. the Chiefs O line versus the Eagles D line is going to be uh a much more competitive battle overall but um i I just think you know we talked about uh all these individual matchups but at the end of the day if the eagles could just continuously do what they do in the run game yeah to this chiefs defensive line who you know in in uh you know for a d lineman if one guy just has an incredible pass rush and sacks the quarterback then, you know, huge play for the defense. In the run game, it doesn't usually happen like that, you know. Um, yeah, one guy can make a fantastic play like that Chris Jones tackle for a loss I mentioned earlier. But when you just put all five offensive linemen in the tight ends and just continue just ramming guys down the field, I I mean, I just don't know how that gets stopped. Um, you know, you could completely factor out Chris Jones potentially, if uh, you take Siamalo and Lane Johnson and just mm. drive him back five yards like they're driving everybody else back five yards. Um, where I just think, you know, just strictly from uh, Eagles O-line as a whole, you know, there's few defensive lines that, you know, could reasonably compete with that. And, and, and that's probably the forgotten part of the last Super Bowl is so much attention goes to Nick Foles, you know, I think 373 yards, but the, the, the Eagles ran for 160 yards plus that game had, I think, 6.1 yards per carry uh, like that. The, the way the Eagles, ran, <laughs> the Eagles ran the ball really well that game and that that's kind of forgotten. So that's a great point you have is that we talk about you know, the Eagles receivers and and some of the matchups there. But if the Eagles can run the ball, um, that's going to be huge. Well, Michael, a pleasure as always. Thank you for your uh, your insight that is unmatched. Uh, apologies about Sunday night. Thank you for joining us. And uh, we will be back with more on the other side. It's time for Swooper. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. 
Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Zach, start us off. Five. What? Wait, what? <laughs> Dennis is just ruined Zach's weekend. Cooper. <laughs> and here we are, ready for the final swooper swordcasting. Swooper, swooper swordcasting. Dennis, how are you, my friend? I notice. That do you have a uh, a Super Bowl patch? Yeah. Going on? Oh, what, yeah. Is, what, what do we got there? Um, yeah, yeah. So in honor of it, uh, media week, I thought I would wear what I'm going to wear during the game. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like so silly that the the players and the coaches are walking around with like the players are walking around with like their uniforms on for some reason in like a hotel. Um, and it's a good uh, visual. I just thought That's that why I yeah. would kind of make fun of that. So this is my this is my shirt that I wear to all the games. Um, I'm not a jersey person. And so I, I ordered this patch, and I had it sewn on uh, by the, you know, professionally. <laughs> so, so I really, it very nice. I was so excited. Yeah, yeah, I was like really excited. <laughs> so um, I'm gonna wear it to the game. So I'm flying out there. This shirt's tomorrow. gonna be retired. The shirt's gonna be retired after this year, then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And how did how did how did this uh, shirt come to be? It's just, I don't know. It's just the shirt. I mean, <laughs> it's just like a Nike Eagles shirt. I, I got like a bunch of them for different types of games, but this is like my home home mm. game green jersey. Do you, uh, when the team do you have colors? Jerseys. Like, do you stick with black. colors like the, the team does though? Like if they're wearing green, you're wearing green. If they're wearing black, Yeah, so when the black. team wears black, I wear black. And then like next, okay. uh, you know, next, next year I'll get a Kelly green shirt for the, yeah. Nice. I like that. All right. Uh, Dana, you are now we are recording this Thursday night because you are flying out to Phoenix. You and Feldman are going to be in the house. Cannot wait. It is very exciting. I'm, I'm, I feel like a little kid. I'm like so excited. I'm like telling people I barely know at like daycare drop off that I'm going to the game. Like I'll hear, I'll hear other parents like casually talking about the game and and, like I don't even know them really. And I'll be like, hey, I'm going to be at the game. (laughs) And they're like, who are you? <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. So, uh, okay, we'll get to some of your uh, some of your thoughts that you might want to get off your chest after Swooper. But why don't we why don't we get to the action here, Zach? Okay, I'd like to get. Have, can I just get one thing off my chest that has nothing do. to do with anything? Uh, as many as you, as many things as you like. Yeah, I'm just I'm just like being realistic about like there might be more people listening to this part than the than the very end. Okay, um, and uh, you guys might have uh, heard about the yeah. earthquake in turkey Mm. Um, yes i was if you're if you're like me and you like feel like you want to help but you don't have Mm. any idea how um i did i just wanted to plug like a like a like a charity that i think will where your money will actually go to the right place um and it is called uh, turkish philanthropy uh on twitter they're at t philanthropy and they have a link where you can you know immediately kind of find out about them and donate if you'd like um, so, you know, it, it's pretty rough, obviously. And if anyone is, you know, interested in checking that out and, and, and helping out, I just wanted to plug that. So. 
thank you, you for saying doing so. that. Yes. Thank yeah. you for not saving that for the end. Yeah. Um, I hope. Uh, yeah. We have talked offline, but I hope I hope your family is okay where they are. Yeah, yeah. My fam my family is fine. Uh, just the part of the country didn't impact my family, but obviously, like you know, thousands and thousands of people yeah. Are, yeah. are impacted. So. Devastating. Okay. Uh, it feels very silly to uh to now. You got to transition to super now. There's no other way. Maybe Zach. Maybe Zach. <laughs> Let's Zach do smooth. it. <laughs> Honestly, it'd be a good time for a break right now. <laughs> but um, uh, no. Uh, I actually don't have a smooth transition okay. for that. I, my, my thoughts are with everyone in Turkey yeah. and perhaps, uh, well, I was, I was going to say no, there, there's no transition here. That's appropriate okay. on the football. Zach, you have a lead. You have 11 points. I have eight points. Marissa has six points, but everybody can win. This is an eight point swooper. Uh, so it is winner take all for the season. Zach has 27 turkeys. Marissa has 24. I have 22. Uh, Danis, do we have a tiebreaker? I think we talked about that last time, but maybe not. If, if it's tied for the season. Um, if if this game is tied. Yeah. Oh, I see. Maybe go old school rules and split the points. Okay. So Zach has, a, Zach has, a, has an advantage here. A, a tie for Zach will make it happen for him. I don't know if I, I don't know if I like that, but I feel like Rich Passaccia or Brendan Staley. Uh, I think we'll go Marissa first. And okay. I should tell you guys just for your strategizing that I took the liberty to make some of mine multiple again. So I thought you guys yeah. should know how many mine are going to be. Okay. Is that, a, is that so? Yeah. My first one is one, which is a normal one. The okay. second one's gonna be a double, and the third one's going to be a triple. So you might want to save your turkeys for the okay for the triple. Okay. 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 I'm going to start. Uh, first of all, uh, this was a little challenging because I normally have the chat to help me out. Yes. And since we are recording this and airing it live tomorrow, I did not have the chat for uh, inspiration. So I'm going to start with a fun one because this is the Super Bowl. Michael helped me come up with this one. So last year, I guess Evan McPherson was caught watching the halftime show. Mm. So there will be a player, practice squad, IR, active roster. He's on the Eagles or the Chiefs roster, caught watching Rihanna on the field during the halftime show. And I will start the bidding at one. Should I mention that Sirianni was asked exactly about this on media night? No, I didn't hear. I didn't see that actually. Mm. I mean, he was he very explicitly said that that will not happen with an Eagles player. (laughs) (laughs) The follow-up question was, "What if it was Mm. Eminem?" Which is like a ridiculous follow-up, and he Mm. and he just said. (laughs) It wouldn't matter. They still like he wasn't playing ball at all. Like he was just like no, interesting. It's not gonna happen. But aren't like the specialists got to go out, right? Yeah, but it's. I mean, they they I they know the timing of it. Actually, yeah, they've yeah. been they've been told okay. what the timing is for it. And I and Evan McPherson caught so much heat last year for that. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't speak to what's going on. Okay. In in Kansas City, right? I mean, maybe. Well, I'm throwing away I don't know. turkeys here. I don't have two. Now I don't know if this there. is a bad one. Thanks for chiming in before I said three, Denise. 
Um, yeah, I mean, like, right yeah, it could happen with the Chiefs, but it's very unlikely to happen with the uh, with the Eagles. So. All right, all right, I'm out on this one. <laughs> two going once, two, two going, going twice. One. A wasted one for me. That's great. Just what you I never needed. know. I just did a good job. I got Zach. I got Bo to spend two turkeys. I knew what I was doing all, all along. Awful. You're the you best. You don't want to know how much media stuff I've been consuming. I've been like two times speed. Both teams available. Yeah, like, like they were both there and they didn't hear that. Yeah, I wouldn't listen no, to I don't the think coach. Being there is the best way to to catch all that stuff. Yeah. So I I I have all these audio files. The NFL sends audio files from all the podium people, but like media nights, it's 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 an hour. I can't go through and and listen to. I I tried listening to Nick that night, um, but I I can't listen to ten hours. Of audio, so actually, mm-hmm. if 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 there's like a if there's someone listening who would like to transcribe audio this off season, let mm-hmm. me know. Um, yeah, that'd be wonderful. Okay. That, I'll, I'll, I'll I'm try, sure we have some young journalists. That, yeah. that reminds me, we do want um, to have some kind of meetup on Saturday that we're still efforting. We got to figure that out. So maybe by the end of the show, we'll have that nailed down. All right, my submission: one and only one of the following. Three things will happen during the Super Bowl. There will be a mirror play. (laughs) There will be a coward's draw. Or there will be a knocked over pylon. One and and only one of those things will happen during the Super Bowl. I submit it for two. So I I I I just less bad about Evan the Evan McPherson style one. I, I just want clarification on yes. on coward's draw here because yeah. there are times, for instance, when when the defense is in a certain look on a third down and you're calling the you're calling a draw play because you think there's a reasonable chance that he can pick up yards and get close to a first down. What are we consider what's what's technically like what is officially a coward's draw for the purposes of this? Third and seven or longer. And it counts even if it works? It counts if it works, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Two going once. Two going twice. Wow, sold. Beautiful. I was hoping you right, do a logo. Like a, the Super Bowl logos are ginormous now. They've yeah, that's a good one. Every year. Yeah. Um, so I have a theme and the, look, I need to squeeze every piece of water out or not. There's no pieces of water. I, I need to squeeze all the water out of this rock. And this is my last time that I could do this. Okay. Mm. Because after, I think after tonight or, or, or not after tonight, after Sunday, rather the 2017 team is like that, that becomes like history. Like you don't keep referring to. I think that. that's fair. In the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. So this is it. This is the last time I could say the two that you know, remember the 2017 theme, and you can get the book anywhere. Well, I don't know if it's anywhere books are sold, but certainly on online bookstores. Uh, because I was at a bookstore recently in Philadelphia that did not have it. Um, underdogs of Philadelphia Eagles Emotional Road, the Super Bowl victory. Uh, and so these are all things that occurred in that game. But I as I've learned from Professor Selman, who has made me better at this throughout the year, I don't want to make things so specific or what our version of esoteric would be that it's unlikely to occur. I want things with not likely to occur, but a reasonable chance of occurring. Okay. Um, So the first one here is the Eagles force a fourth quarter turnover. 
Hmm. And famously, and Brandon. Bidding? Brandon. Oh, I will start bidding at two. I'll go three. Four. And it, it doesn't need to lead to it, it doesn't need to have the implications of Brandon Graham sack. It could just it just needs to be a turnover that they force in the fourth quarter. It's at four right now. It's at four. Four going once. Four going twice. Oh man, what a good what a good win for Zach. Sold. Sold. All right, Dennis. Let's okay. do this. I had this really long, convoluted one about 12 personnel and 13 personnel, which <laughs> I'm not going to do. We, we can talk about that after. I'm going to show you guys what the field looks like. Okay? look, it, It's going to look Ooh. like this. Okay. okay. Do you guys see the footballs? Yep. On yes. the yeah. Super Bowl logos. Oh. So yes. for okay. our audio there listeners. I heard about the 22 oh. and the 28. Wait, not, wait, so not the Lombardi? Uh, the football yes. on the Lombardi the, trophy. The footballs on the Lombardis. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Just the yep. just the footballs. Okay. So Does the football on the NFL logo count at the fifty? Ooh. Yes, that counts too. Very good. Okay. So there's so there's three so football, three football logos on the field yes. for our audio listeners. And the item is. Thank you. There will be one play per team, at least on offense. Mm where the ball is on the logo at the start of the play, like at the snap. Mm. Oh, you notice that they're all on the hash. It's got to be so, on the hash. more. Yeah. They're, they're exactly on the hashes. So I thought that, I thought it would be a fun one for people to follow. <laughs> like it's not, Oh yeah. Okay. Nothing to do with anything. But there's got to be one for each team. Yeah. One for each team. Okay. And at I, we will accept all tweeted pictures at us of this one. This will be a fun one. Yeah, yeah, it looks like there's about a the four yard span like for the count. Lombardies and maybe like a maybe like a three yard span for the shield. Yeah, maybe, but yeah. it's like that the whole shield one is actually tougher. Like... That might just be one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Okay. I'll bid one. Two. Two, Two going, going once. once. Two going twice. Marissa's got it. Oh, hell yeah. I love this one. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> this oh, is man. definitely I can't a fun one. I mean, it's on the hashes and it's part of the field where plays happen yeah. all the time. Like, I, I think it's good. Yeah. <laughs> love that. All right. Okay, back up to me. Yep. Okay. A non quarterback wins MVP. Hmm. That's a good one. What do you start it at? I will start the bidding at one. Two. Two. Three. Four. Four going once. Oh, man. We're all playing scared. Four going twice. Sold me. Wow. That's a good wow, one. Wow. What a good one. Okay. I also have an MVP one. Mm. The show is uh is about the Eagles. It's also uh often about parenthood. Mm. And so the item here 
is that the Super Bowl MVP is a father, mm. is a parent. Mm. So Patrick Mahomes does have a child. Jalen Hurts does not. Brandon Graham, AJ Brown. Mm. Mm. Miles Sanders. It has to be. It has to be publicly known. It has to be a public yes. child. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> we may people may argue for Fletcher Cox along the way, but uh, that's not going to be accepted. Travis Kelsey Bo's, does not have Bo's Lane gonna, Johnson. Yeah. Bo's so. going to win this item, and then he's going to try to like break a story about how. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Kelsey could win MVP, I guess. I don't yeah, know if Travis, Chris Jones has children. Travis does not have kids. Correct. Hmm. I will start the bidding at three. I kind of think Chris Jones does have kids. Can I check Instagram real quick? Four. Mm, you're sort of you're really sort of betting on Mahomes. Hmm. I don't know if these are his kids, but <laughs> last uh, the twenty twenty, okay. my world. Wow, good find them at the Super Bowl in his jersey. I'm gonna oh, say they are. I want to go for five. Mm. We're going well. five. Wow. See, I don't know if I get this one. This could be like a two point. You might have, yeah, yeah, exactly. If Patrick or, or yeah, if Chris Jones wins it, you get two. Yeah. And you mitigate. You also mitigate your non-quarterback. So you're almost unless it's Jalen Hurts, yeah. you're going to get a point. Five. Wait, you just bid five. I had five, so you're at six. Six. Six going once. Six going twice. Sold to Marissa. Okay. I don't know if I like. I, I, you know, I think Jalen Hurts no, could think... be the MVP. So, I mean, I could have just, you know, locked myself out of the one that could get yeah, it. Yeah, but, but I think that was a good. I think that was a good bet. Yeah. All right, Zach. Uh, so the Eagles score in the final minute of the first half. We all remember the Philly special, but this the Eagles have have uh have scored. They've they've been very good in end of half situations there's a story coming out like i said on them in situational meetings if you remember mg mckemsky did a good piece on this earlier this season the first four games of the year they scored in those situations and the eagles have scored touchdowns or kicked a field goal in the final minute before halftime in 10 games this season wow i i and so field goal counts includes plus. Yeah, yeah field goal counts they score in the final minute um so yeah. the if it's a field goal, it has to be kicked under sixty seconds yes. left. Yep, exactly. You have to start it. Oh, sorry. I'll start with two. Three. Four. Hmm. Four going once, four going twice. Sold. Zero. Oh, I'm playing scared. <laughs> Wait, so just that. So you asked a great question there, Marissa. Um, the play needs to start bef- uh, in the final 60 seconds, right? The play doesn't. So if 
It, no, right? she ends it. I'm, no, I'm, it's I'm the trying. official time of the score. Yeah. So it's yeah. the end of the play. Oh, okay. Okay. So if if so if, yeah. if they take a snap at a minute two and they score at 58, I still Absolutely. get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Glad we clarified. All right, Dennis. Here comes a tour. Yeah, this one's too. This one's also just kind of fun. Um, I'm not. I'm, I'm like too nervous to do serious ones. Um, <laughs> you guys were talking about Shelton Gibson the other day. Mm, yeah. Shelton. Ooh, this Gibson, is. So I'm, it's going to start with the trivia question, and then it's going to lead to this. Okay. So here's the trivia question for any of you. Shelton Gibson's only snap in the Super Bowl last time, because there was only one punt, and he was on. He was on punt as a gunner. He started a fight with a player mm. on the Patriots who was also on the field for only that play. Who was that player? Malcolm Butler. That is correct. Okay. That's, that's very good. He famously did not play on oh. defense. But he played on that one play and got taunted yeah. by Sheldon Gibson for no reason. And that was it. Okay, Do so I get a point for that? Is, no. The swooper <laughs> no. is there will be a kind of a mini fight that needs to be broken up by either one of the officials or mm. another player on a special teams play. That's the first item. And mm. the second item is it will involve Josh Job. And I <laughs> shout out mm. Zach for breaking news with Josh Job earlier this year. So I thought uh, mm. um, this is going to be double Dutch. So it's like, you know, yelling swooper. Okay. So the first one will be just that there is such a thing. And the second one is that it will specifically involve Josh Drove, who is, uh, of course, a gunner uh, for the Eagles. Okay. Out of curiosity, what news did I break on Josh Job this year? Remember, oh, you let us, the, you let a uh, stone cold newsman with a Josh Job. Oh, Josh Job okay, gotcha. I was, yeah. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gotcha. I, I didn't know if I should update my resume with like a. Does uh, Josh Job need to be the one in the fight, or can he be the one breaking it up? He can be anyone involved. Like he can be the one who started it, was attacked, broke it up, and like it will just involve okay. him somehow. Okay. Okay. There's right. been like nineteen no, is the you know, is like, the high. Here. Like the teams seem to like each other and everything. There's no bad blood. You know what I mean? Like, but I feel like we need something like that to, mm. to happen, and so I'm, I'm kind of hoping that. Happens. Okay. W- what do I start? Nine, from? Nineteen. Nineteen is where you start. Okay, that's really high. I'll go. I'll go fast. 19 and and zach you understand right when if you say swooper twice you get both of them so <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm familiar with it now yeah. okay here, here we go 19 18 17 16 15 14 13 12 11 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 Swooper. Swooper. Two. One. Swooper. Okay. I was, <laughs> I was wondering if for the first time in history, an item would just go unclaimed. Unsold. All right. So I have it for three that it happens. Oh, oh, Dennis, who did you hear? You heard Marissa? Yeah. Wait, you said Swooper at three? I didn't hear that. I actually heard Bo. I actually heard Bo. But and then I heard Marissa. I I wonder if it's something to do with the network we're on here. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. We may have to check the. Let's do a live. Let's do a live rock paper scissors, Marissa. Okay. Two out of three, or just one. For the for the first one. What are you guys doing? For the first one, and I got I got the job for one. Yeah, you got job. I'm the only one who said job. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. Ready? Okay. Rock, Rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors, says. shoot. Says. Yeah. Says. <laughs> What, what do you have? What did you what did you have? I had a rock. Yeah, okay, you yeah, got me. Yeah, Mr. Wins. But what's this rock? Rock, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Doesn't matter. I don't know. It doesn't, I don't feel strong. Have you way. ever played rock, paper, scissors, shoot? No. I've never played so, it like paper, that. Scissors, scissors, shoot. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm with Marissa here. I've never heard says. What no, seriously, Nick Sirianni, Nick Sirianni would laugh you out of the draft room, right? <laughs> um says I wrote that story. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do says when you, when you I played I don't think those so, guys? but that was reflexive. That's what I did as a kid. I'm I mean, sorry. That's how, that's how we, did, we did it. I don't know. What goes on in Westchester County, where I'm from? Well, we well, I'm, okay. I was a child <laughs> on the mean streets of New York City. Okay. All right. So we'll say, we'll just say straight to it. You're up one. Yeah. Okay. Rock. Rock. Paper. paper scissors. scissors shoot. shoot. Hey, paper. Oh, two papers. Both okay. Put that paper. Yep. Rock. Rock. Paper, scissors, scissors, shoot. shoot. Two rocks. Rock. Rock. Paper. paper scissors. Scissors. Shoot. shoot. Yes. All right. You paper. Got it. Yep. Paper, bowhead, rock. I win. Yep. All right. So Marissa has the special teams fight. And I have, for one, Josh Job is involved. <laughs> okay. It's a fun thing. All right, Marissa. Before, you're up. Yeah. Oh, I'm up. Okay. So much more viable if I had both, though. Now I'd, uh, I'm only playing defense if it's Job if Job is involved. Um. Okay. The Eagles have the most return yards. Punt return and kick return. Interesting. Overall. And I will start the bidding at one. Two. It's only Three. pun and kick, not um, interception or fumble recovery or anything. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. the most special teams return yards. Yep. Okay. Three. Four. How many turkeys do I got left over there? You have nine. I have 17. Zach has 19. I'm out on this one. Four going once, four going twice. Sold to me. I'll take that. I'll take a 50-50. Absolutely. Okay. All right, Zach. I think you know where I'm going with this one. Before we started, I sent Danez three <laughs> predictions on what Zach's <laughs> supers would be. So one of them you still have not done. It's actually funny. <laughs> I can read them to you. Well, I can read them after Zach goes if you want. But there, there's at no, least no, no, record no. that if I you sent them to me. I got them. I just, I'm just like. There's at least record that it, it happened beforehand. Uh, the yeah. item here is that I correctly predicted or will correctly predict one of your three items. And I will start the bidding at three. Hmm. I don't like these mind games. I'm out on this one. <laughs> I'm out as well. Okay, three, three going, going once. once. Three going twice. Sold. I feel like that one already happened. The question is whether he thought I got really specific. If I mean, I said touchdown in the final minute, 
was it a trick play that you know because mm. he, he look if you're talking about that game the two big plays you're talking about are the philly special and brandon graham strip sack although i would argue zach Ertz's fourth down conversion was the most important we'll see where that's game. that one's going um I just yeah. I just read them and and I think we have we're gonna have a debate coming up. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so my next one. Uh, okay, so Bo gets that. So I'm up here. Is that right? Yeah, you're up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the opposing tight end. It could be any opposing tight end, but in, in these case, in this case, I imagine it'll be Travis Kelsey. Has at least nine catches, or at least 116 yards. It can be and I should say and or right, uh, but he has to have at least nine catches and or at least one hundred and sixteen yards, uh, and that's what Rob Gronkowski had in the Super Bowl mm. in February two thousand eighteen. Is Corey Graham going to be covering him? And like, <laughs> that designer, is not the case. Designer man coverages that are tailored for him to be covering Gronk in this game. Yeah, that's that second half was ridiculous. It was like, wait, we could just throw out the Gronk on every play. It's not. It's not like, illegal. I mean, how much yeah. how much money Jim Schwartz must have had on the Patriots in that game? <laughs> Just watching it back later, I was really wondering. But anyway. they had three right. pass catchers go over 100 yards. Yeah. Okay, what well, are you starting the bidding at, Zach? Yeah. I'm starting the bidding at one, two. Two going once. Two going twice. Three. Mm. Four. Right, so I respect that scared money don't make money, right? Look where <laughs> we are here. We're Super Bowl. I know. You can't bring it with you. So, I know. I'm kind of mad yeah. I didn't bid on the special teams one earlier. So this is just like, you know, not really thoughtful spending at this point. I think Marissa's going to win right now. The way I'm yeah, looking at it. You got the special but... teams fight, Marissa. Come on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. but, but Professor Selman has three items for his, for his last mm -hmm. item. True. Here, so. True. They do. Yeah. They do. Um, We're going once. Well, uh, uh, four going twice. You got it. Sold. Nine. That and what was it? And 119? No, uh, over one, at, at least 116. So 116. Okay. All right. Dan is. All right. Zach so has 19. I have 10. Score. Marissa has five. Marissa's cleaning up. All right. I mean, I think it's Miles fair to say that first. every listener is rooting for Marissa. <laughs> Final swooper of the year is a three-parter. And it's going to be a simultaneous uh, multi-unit auction. This is the one where you're going to write down your bid for all three mm. at the same time. And okay. you, you're, the total amount that you bid on the three cannot exceed how many turkeys you have left. So, for example, okay. Marissa, okay. you have five, right? So the total yeah. that you bid on each on the three has to not be bigger than five. And obviously, okay. you have no reason to make it any smaller than, than five either. So I am getting a pen. Hold on one second. Okay. Wow, he turned his turned his and, video on just to get a pen. It means he's not wearing pants. Yes. <laughs> no, I have I have definitely I am a hundred percent wearing pants here. I have, I no, I, I have uh on the we floor, still haven't seen the on, pants for the audio listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> That's weird. No, Prove on, it. On, no, on, on, no on the back. floor. On the floor behind me, my 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 clothes are not folded. I I have like clothes on the ground. I don't. 
<laughs> yeah, the pants. pants that you were wearing before the show started. Uh, you know what? This is, this is peer pressure, but um, Matt, I have you a walked right into I have, that one. I have a reputation to uphold here, so <laughs> here you go. Okay, we can't I see. Wear... <laughs> I don't know. Those look like so, boxers to me. So weird. I am wearing pants. <laughs> It's just... Long underwear could be long underwear. <laughs> that was so ridiculous. No, I, 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 I feel bad. I, I like keeping a, a clean room, uh, and I, um, I changed my, I, really I have my shirt behind me on, on the ground. So I felt bad about that. Um, that was that was, that was such a bad. Uh, that was. So, I shouldn't have it. I shouldn't have to come to that. Um, all right. Can you explain to me though, please, uh, what the the terms of the auction are? Because this is literally my season on the line. Yeah. I mean, this is a gotta have so it the, play. So basically, the number of turkeys you have left, you're gonna have to divide them among the three items, and whoever bids okay. the most for each one is gonna get that one. You know. So. So there's a chance you that I put okay, them all okay. into one and guarantee that you yeah. get it. You can kind of spread them out, but then you might not win any of them, etc. Okay. Yeah. So this is a reference to the early killer piece by Bo earlier about the Nick Sirianni. Oh, you guys have both Great been piece. awesome all week with everything. Thank you. Um, but I won't waste too much time talking about that. But the Nick Sirianni press conference, not just the first one, but like a bunch of the ones early on, he constantly talked about winning the double positive. You guys will remember. Yes. Yep. And the double positive, And everyone was making fun of that. Like, what is that? And it was the turnover battle and the mm -hmm. explosive play battle. And that those are the two things that he said correlated to winning the game, yep. right? And so what better final swooper for the, for the Super Bowl than the Eagles will win the following three things. The turnover battle, the explosive play battle, as defined by Nick Sirianni, 16 plus yard passes, 10 plus yard runs, mm -hmm. and of course, the game. Okay. And Bo has 10 turkeys? Correct. And Marissa has how many? Five. Okay. Um, just some filler news. <laughs> Uh, Brian Dable is the coach of the year. Mm. Thought that was a. Uh... But this podcast is happening on Friday, so everyone's gonna know that by now. But yeah, I just I don't, that, doesn't that, move the needle for me. That game when the the game when the Eagles weren't really like trying very hard was kind of close, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't so... know. I, I I think that's a bad choice. My my question so. They have to win, and so a, a tie doesn't do anything here. Yeah, right. what happens on a tie here, Dennis? So it has to be a win. So with the turnovers and the win. explosive right. plays, obviously they can be in a tie. They can end in a tie. Exactly. In this case, those yeah. would, that would not count. Yeah. I mean, in a tie yeah. in the bidding. Uh, oh, oh. Tie, okay. I was thinking a tie in the th category, but tie in the bidding is good too. I think the person who has the most turkeys overall should should get no. it. Wait, I like that. That was a joke. <laughs> if there's a tie in the bidding for any of the items, um, hmm. I guess we do a coin flip. Is that boring? 
Mm-hmm. No. Or you just share you share the item. You each get a half point or a third of a point. Okay, that that's fair. Okay, that's fair. As Michael walks out of the shot, he yeah, was he wearing he thought, was he wearing pants? He was wearing pants. He thought he was so slender that he could sneak through there. Sorry, I only guys. saw a little yeah, tiny yeah. sliver of him. <laughs> oh man, this is tough. Sacks in such good position. Yeah, if I don't know if I'm allocating it correctly, there's a game theory attached here. Marissa, you have how many again? Should I tell Five. you? If if any of my students are watching, uh, this is a simultaneous <laughs> move game. It's exactly what we're doing in class right now. <laughs> and Zach, if you if you had come into class, you, you know you would have. I've, I've been working. I, I told you once the season ends. Once Look, season all my ends. all we're my all students come. who don't come to class have excuses. Zach, I don't yeah. want to hear it. <laughs> so my so my issue here is there's not one that I feel, if I felt there was, I, I I don't want to talk it out and give you my strategy here. Yeah. Um, I'm ready. I'm gonna be so pissed off if I bring turkeys into the off season. Um, <laughs> better to be pissed off and pissed on. I know, but this is she's. I should have bid on the on the Kelsey one. That would have made me feel a little better. Um, okay. Maybe we can apply one of your earlier ideas, Zach, of of interest, like accruing interest. The turkey. I would like that. The summer will accrue a little bit of interest for week one next year. <laughs> well, then I don't know if I would. I would. I would bid at all. Interest rates right now are, are outstanding. So. Like for, and for like, yeah, uh, but they're not in, they're not outstanding. If 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 you are, if you're buying something, they're yeah. outstanding. If like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I want to make that clear. I, I I certainly am not advocating. Um. Okay. Okay. You ready? Uh, I think so. I am fascinated. If for Professor Selman's class, my email address is zberman at theathletic.com. You are free to email me and tell me what I did wrong here, because um, I actually listen, credit. That yeah, I listened to a game. Uh, I, I listened good. to a podcast recently that 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 helped with game theory, but it was it was more based on the the, uh, the poker table and learning about different fallacies. Mm. There's no fallacy that applies to this game right here, so or that I'm aware of. Maybe there is. Okay. All right. All right. Do we? Do you guys want to reveal them all at once, or if you're going to be honest, we can reveal them one at a time to make it more exciting? Uh, Let's do one at a time. Okay. Better on the okay. top. Better for the uh, for the list. But all right. So yeah. this is what I'm going to do here. I think we all need to do this. Okay. We all need to um... fold your paper, and then you can reveal it at the end to, to prove that you yeah, were talking yeah, about. Yeah. As long as you're not yeah. writing anything in between. Yeah. No yeah. Writing. Exactly. Okay. okay. Wait. So we're only revealing one at a time. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. like the right. for the turnover battle, mine. you can reveal now if you're always okay. Okay. So wait. So so my paper's like this here. Okay. Yeah. And Mine's you like guys this. Say, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, turnover battle. Ready? Turnover battle. Yep. Marissa has zero. I have one. I have seven. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So Zach wins the turnover battle. He's down to twelve. Okay. And the explosive play battle is next. By the way, uh, for turnovers, uh, the Chiefs were eighth at avoiding them, 21st at causing them. The Eagles were ninth at avoiding them and third at causing them. So the Eagles should win the turnover battle, but we'll see. Explosive play battle. Marissa has zero. So zero. zero again. I have nine. I have, I have seven. 
Okay. So Bo wins the explosive play battle. Wow. Two turkeys. Zach with a poor allocation between the first two. I thought Zach was going to go no eleven on win. That's what's that? Okay. And so and I have so I have zero. Game? It's whatever's left. I have over. zero one game. Marissa's got I have five on game. And I have they five. split so, the so game. If, yeah. if the Eagles win the game, Marissa and Zach each get half a point for that one. Hmm. Yeah. Zach, why wouldn't you have gone one fewer on the explosive plays and got to six on the win the game just to make sure you covered Marissa? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, now that you say that, that is good. But this is the thing here. I, I thought I, I had no chance in these three. I was just like, I thought, you know I thought oh, there was going to be more. You, Marissa. That's the only one you had a chance at. So it ended yeah. up working out really well. I was gonna go. I was gonna go all ten on win the game, but I figured Zach would go eleven on win the game, and I I didn't want to come out with nothing, and so I wanted to ensure that I got one, and that's why. And yeah, I thought so, the explosive was the, the his the least likely for him to cover me on. So which, I, which one I, do you guys I, think is most likely to happen? By the way, well, so so, so that's what I, I said. I think it's the game. I think it's the game. Yeah, because it can't be exactly. Yeah, but that's yeah, why that's I thought Zach was gonna go eleven for that and ensure that he got that one. Yeah, I was so I was thinking about that, but I'm I I don't have like really strong conviction on them winning the game, and I thought you guys were were going to distribute your turkeys, and I was playing. I I'll be completely honest with you. If 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 I can work out my math here, um, I didn't think Marissa was going to go zero zero five. Okay, uh, Bo. What do you think I was going to do? There was yeah. no way for me There's to no not reason do for that. To split it, yeah. I I I I thought there 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 might be more of an allocation, you know. I mean, these and then uh, in Bo's case, so I was I thought I was playing against Bo, and I thought there was going to be more of an equal distribution. These are three items here. I I didn't think you, you were going to go all in. Um, I would have gone all in if there was one I had a really strong conviction on. The Eagles are one and a half point favorites, um, and they're playing against Patrick Mahomes. I will reveal my pick, um, but I thought that it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's probably more sound strategy. I, I think Mar I think Marissa is going to win swooper sorecasting. That's what I think is going to happen. Wonderful. Marissa has that has the one play each on the football logos. That's like she the has coolest one. A non quarterback wins MVP. A dad wins MVP. Mm. There's a special teams fight. Travis Kelsey or any other Chiefs tight end has at least nine catches or at least 116 yards receiving. And if the Eagles like win the game, she gets Chiefs tight end. Like a half Noah a point. Gray is going to have like a <laughs> uh, Marissa's got like those are all pretty good odds. Zach has the Eagles force a fourth quarter turnover. The Eagles score with uh, under a minute in the first half. The Eagles win the turnover battle, and he has a half point for a win. I have... and seven turkeys left over for the for the for the summer. Well, you so. spent the turkeys; they're not left over. You spent them and lost them, right? Like. You bid them. I they, mean, they're they they're were. wasted turkeys. Yeah. Yes, they were wasted. Uh, Thanks, that, I, well, I mean, you should know. He's already I have, sleeping out there. Uh, a, a player <laughs> is seen watching Rihanna at halftime. Now, this is a one where where it, even if they don't show it on TV, if we can prove evidence from the booth, from the from the press box that there's a player yeah. on the field, that counts. And and uh, we did say practice squad IR. All of that counts. Yes. They are part of the Eagles or Chiefs. Yes. Rosters. Uh, I have one and only one of the. Does it count if it's the specialty guys, like just coming on the field early, like waiting for them to 
clean up the stage. If they're I watching. think if like the broadcast is showing them watching, if they're what watching if I see something, it? it like what was that phrase you used? Like you won't know until you see it. You know, it's when pornography. You see it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. that sounds like oh, one that Feldman I can make and I, Feldman and I. I'll have the binoculars. <laughs> I'll be. I'll be looking for it too. If anyone okay. missed that, Bo said, "Sounds like one I'll make happen." Yeah, I think I can make that one happen. I think that, I think that seems like one I can juke. Uh, one and only one of the mirror play or cowards draw or knocked over pylon happens. Josh Job is involved in a special teams fight. The Eagles have more return yardage on special teams than the Chiefs do. I correctly predicted a Zach thing, and the Eagles win the explosive play battle. Daniz, you can now reveal. But my predictions were for Zach. Okay, so the first two are a backup running back catches a touchdown pass, reference to Corey Clement, which obviously Zach did not say this. The final play of the game is a Hail Mary. And uh, this is the one that I thought Bo might fight a little bit for. Eagles defense forces a turnover with under three minutes remaining in the game. And Zach said fourth quarter. Now the under three minutes remaining yeah. in the game is in the fourth quarter. I gotta be honest with you. I <laughs> I, I think I think Bo should 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 get that point. If 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 I'm being if I'm being completely sincere, yeah, I I think because it isn't it it by the letter of the law, yes, and in the spirit of the item, yes. So I I do think if if I had said if if Bo said a, you know a. Brandon Graham strip sack or something like that, I, I would say no. But a turnover in yeah, his is just more specific turnover. So I, I do think he he uh he should get that point. I agree. Okay. They're both Zach, a turnover is forced in the last X minutes of the game. You just had a different yeah. minute number, basically. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Zach, you're a good man, you're an honest man. <laughs> Thank you. You're a man. My, my mother will be proud you said that. Yes. <laughs> she should she should be very proud. All right. Uh, well, for the reason, it's proud of me. It's not super forecasting. Okay. Well, that's what you think. Yeah. Uh, what else would you like to get off your chest? Oh man, so many things. How much time do we have? Uh, real, real. I mean, quick, like until that. tomorrow, so several hours. <laughs> Brandon Graham was asked during availability one of the days, like one of those silly questions, like you're playing in the Super Bowl. What's your favorite bowl of soup? And guess what he said. <laughs> Uh, uh, la, uh, broccoli, broccoli cheddar. Yes. yes. <laughs> it took him a really? while to get there. He was like cream of broccoli, you know, with all that cheese in there. <laughs> so he clearly means yes. broccoli uh, cheddar. I can't yes. believe you yes. saw that. I think yeah, that's a sign yeah, was... that that I'm gonna do well in, in yeah Cooper because we're on the same. I'll be honest. Plate. I did not think anyone else in the world, other than you, would have had that as their favorite soup. <laughs> I was I was wrong. <laughs> Good soup. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Yeah. Other things I've, I've heard just like kind of big picture fan attitude towards this game. Like I've heard a lot of talk about people are like not as excited about this game as five years ago. Like it won't ever be as good as the first one, et cetera. Um, which is obviously like, I understand that there's like a diminishing, you know, diminishing marginal utility as we call it as, as nerdy economists, as you get more like the, you know, the third pizza doesn't taste as good as the second one, whatever. Mm -hmm. This I is part that. of the conversation on the Philly special today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I I think that it was like I, I think there's no way to like it was perfect, right? It was like underdogs, like 
backup quarterback playing against Tom Brady, you know, the, the whole thing. It was an amazing game. Um, but as a fan, the two times that I was the most devastated at failed seasons recently were the 2009 Phillies and the 2018 Eagles. And that's because someone has to win the championship every year. Whereas like repeating or winning two, like kind of close to each other is not something that necessarily has to happen. Like it could technically just not happen for decades. Right. And this isn't repeating. This is five years later. I, I understand. But if you just look at it historically, 20 teams have won a Super Bowl. 15 have won multiple Super Bowls. But only 10 teams have ever won two, five or fewer seasons apart. I know that's mm. kind of like a very detailed, it's, it's a very specific, like, you know, I'm obviously like cherry picking something that the Eagles are trying to do right now. That's why I chose five, obviously. But it's still, I mean, 10, 10 of the 32 franchises have done it. The Eagles would be the 11th. It's not nothing. It's kind of interesting that it's with a different quarterback and coach and all that kind of stuff. And it also makes it so much more exciting going forward. It's like if you, you win one that next year, you're trying to win, you know, three out of seven or whatever. You know what I mean? Like now you're starting to talk about like a historic kind of thing. And you're not just like the Rams who randomly won one last year. Right. Like like and clearly aren't going to win one anytime soon. Um, so that's the attitude I have towards it. Maybe it's because I'm going to the game also, like, like, I don't know, like, I, I just think that that's like a, something to consider. Um, and I know it's all, it's a personal thing of how people feel, but, um, yeah, I just wanted to, to say that one. That's and, then, and, and oh, 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 I, I would say you can listen to, yeah, we had a crossover thing with Philly special where we discussed it. And, uh, um, I, as, as like the best comparison I could give and, and Look, fans experience this in a much different way than I do as a reporter. But when my son was born, I remember holding him and thinking, like, I can never be this happy ever again. Like, this is the happiest I'll ever be. And then my daughter was born 18 months later, and I'm like, Flex. I am like, I am just as happy as I was 18 months ago. Like, you can't, you know. So even the 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 first one, I imagine, felt great for Eagles fans. If they win on Sunday, it'll feel great as well. It's 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 the Super Bowl, so you'll have the rest of your life with these Lombardis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. I miss um, my kids so much, though. Yeah. Shout out to your wives for holding <laughs> yeah, everything down. Hundred percent. About that before the pod. Yeah. Big we're shout gonna, out to Emily and Rachel. We're, we're gonna hear from one of them at the end of the episode. Just a tease. Good. Um, my, my next uh, thing is in reference to it's yours. <laughs> and so you, oh, goodness, I don't, I hope, I hope Emily didn't get it. Okay. All right, go on. Okay. Sorry. Uh, my next one's in reference to something, uh, Michael was talking about earlier. That was awesome. By the way, I was very honored to be the, the only person who got to, uh, watch that. Hey, one baby. So good. Um, He's talking about Chris Jones and, and Bo interjected at one point with how the Eagles have done very well against uh, big time uh, pass rushers in, in past games. You left out a very notable one, Bo. Chris Jones last year mm. against the Eagles playing defensive end almost the entire game. So you could argue mm. he was out of position, but he was like going up against Andre Dillard and Jack Driscoll the whole game. And Driscoll found out that he was starting at tackle. Like, I don't know when he found out, but we found That's out. That's right. That was the Lane Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, and Nate Herbick had to play guard, and the the basically like you know other than Dickerson and and Kelsey, none of the starters were playing, right? Or or, or I guess uh, Sam Alu and Kelsey. 
58 snaps. He had one quarterback hit, no other stats, like no tackles, like nothing. Mm. Like, like, and and watching the film, which I did this week, it was kind of brutal to watch it. Um, <laughs> watch the other side of the ball. Um, he really didn't do anything in in that game. And I don't know. The Eagles just had a really good game. Like it was the best game on offense that the Eagles had all of last year. Like I, I haven't heard anyone really talk about this very much, but that game for the Eagles, I know it was a loss, but. It was the best game by EPA per drive. It was the best game by single game offensive DVOA. It was a one score game in the fourth quarter, even though the Chiefs scored touchdowns on six of seven six of their seven drives. Uh, yeah, like they converted thirty one of thirty two series to first downs. And Eric Wilson interception <laughs> was the only stuff the Eagles had the entire game, and it was still a game in the fourth quarter because the Eagles were scoring with them. Um, I believe it was Jalen's career high in passing yards. It might have been. And and yeah. just kind of looking at like schematically, like because a lot of the personnel is different. Spags threw seven cover zero blitzes at Jalen Hurts. If not for an ineligible downfield penalty, the numbers on those, on those seven blitzes, seven cover zero blitzes would have been six for seven for 56 yards and three touchdowns. Two of them counted. Uh, the third one didn't. So um, non non zero blitzes were pretty effective, but the the zero blitzes were not. So I don't know if that's like something that means anything with different players, but it did not work last year. Um, so just something to keep in mind that the Eagles were actually very good in that game uh, on offense. Historically bad on defense. It was Mahomes' best career game out of ninety three <laughs> games that he played. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to mention was the Chiefs 13 personnel, which you guys were talking about with Michael. Mm. My first swooper was going to be that the Eagles 12 personnel does better than the Chiefs 13 personnel in, by some measure. Uh, but 10% of their snaps are 13 personnel. But it's the best personnel grouping in the entire league, like for any team by EPA per play. And Mahomes throwing to Kelsey alone out of 13 personnel this year, 17 for 19 for 282 yards and four touchdowns. They haven't turned the ball over at all out of that personnel grouping. And of the 10 35-plus yard pass plays that the Chiefs have had in the last 10 games, four of them have come out of 13 <clears throat> personnel, even though they're only playing wow. at 10% of the time. So it's like their most explosive uh, grouping. And last year, the Eagles were matching up to those groupings mostly with like like matched up to 13 with base and and matched up to 12 with nickel against the chiefs in that game it'll be interesting to see how they match up and then on the other side of the ball the eagles on in 12 personnel the chiefs almost always matched that with base but last year when it was Ertz and goddard as the tight ends they matched it with nickel and big nickel they don't really play big nickel this year so i don't think they'll do that but it'll be interesting to see how how they how they basically kind of weigh the are we trying to stop the run or are we trying to stop the pass? And so that'll be something to look for early in the game. And I'm sure Bo will be live tracking all that stuff. Don't you think on defense, when the Chiefs are in 13, they'll the Eagles will stick in 5-2? They'll, they'll stick in their base? That would be my probably. guess. Probably. Like, probably. Um, but there is a chance that this is the time to bring out the the penny. Like, that they didn't do last mm. game. You know, like against the 49ers. Like, and, and, and that's just because the Chiefs, throw out a 13 personnel 59% of the time. Mm. And so if you think they're going to stick to that tendency, um, I think they might go 5-1-5. I think there will be five down linemen for sure, but I would think that they might want the fifth D back out there. So 
Well, it'll be interesting to see. And they do a lot of max protect out of it. Like they'll have a seven man protection with, you know, like only having mm. three guys go out in the route, but they're still throwing it. So I guess the question is like, do you feel more comfortable with Kaiser White out there or with, um, mm. I guess, Avante Maddox would be the, yeah. the guy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then uh, one last thing from media availability that I just wanted to kind of tie together with a big picture thing that I think has been under discussed. Everyone told us for years that, a quarterback who uses his legs so much can't win a championship, right? And I'm really surprised that that's not talked about more now. <laughs> that we're one well, game so, away uh, here. Wait, so so I have a question for you uh, because uh, yeah. this topic has 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 come up, and and I th I thought it was like a straw. Like, is that still something that is that still belief that people have? I, I thought it was kind of like a straw man argument almost. That well, there's I don't this know idea if that people you... still have the belief, and the fact that it's not okay. being discussed like might mean that people don't. But okay. it was discussed for so long that like you know this is okay. a college offense and this is like an option heavy offense and an option heavy offense isn't like going to ever win a Super Bowl and like okay. until it does you know like like you know what what will happen like, is if, that like if Lamar Jackson if the Chiefs... like, gets to the playoffs and he loses what's that. Yeah. I said what's going to happen is that it hasn't been a conversation, but if the Chiefs win the game, it will be a post hoc conversation where people where there will be like sports radio like uh you just you can't win an, you can't win a, a big game if you don't have a quarterback who can sit in the pocket and throw the ball. Yeah. And Sean Hurts can I, sit in the I pocket think, and throw the ball. Of course he can. Yeah. Right. And and so I want to kind of tie like together like something I heard during while I was Two times speed listening to uh, Steve Spagnolo's. Oh, I heard this. <laughs> yeah, ability the other day. Um, yeah. He was telling a story about how when he coached for the Eagles, he and Jim Johnson were working, and there was mm -hmm. a college game on in the background, and Jim Johnson was just like, like casually peeking up at the TV once in a while, and he turned to Spagnolo and he said, "Thank God we don't have to defend that stuff," and yep. he was referring to an option offense, like it was like an option heavy mm -hmm. offense. And he was being sincere. Like he was like, he was happy that NFL teams didn't run that stuff because yep. it would be hard to defend. And I think it's kind of crazy that it took this long for an offense that's this option heavy to, to get to the Super Bowl. And I also think that it's really unfair to, to Jalen Hurts to look at things like, like even the advanced analytics people look at things like EPA per drop back, right? And Hurts is good. He's fifth in the league, but he's, you know, he's, Mahomes is 0.28, Hertz is 0.18, right? So there's a big difference. But Mahomes is first, Hertz is fifth. He's still a top five quarterback by, by that by that measure. But when you look at EPA per designed run across all runs, not just runs by the quarterback, the Eagles are way better than the Chiefs. It's 0.1 to negative 0.03. It's like a bigger gap than the Mahomes Hertz drop back gap. And these teams both yes, throw the ball a lot. So the designed run count for the Chiefs is, is low, maybe. But when you watch the Eagles film, and, and you guys know this, like I don't have to explain this to you, but I think the national people don't understand this. Like how much of that high ETA yeah. per designed run is hurts. And that includes when he hands the ball off. Like, and, and this right. is something the analytics community is like really slow to understand. They think on runs by running backs, the quarterback is handing the ball off and not doing anything. And therefore that's not a way to measure their impact. And there isn't really a metric yet to capture how good Jalen Hurts is at knowing when to hand it off, when to throw it, when to keep it, you know, like, and, and the reason the Eagles offense has been so good this year is because he's making those decisions correctly. And like that, that's what an option offense is. And, you know, like 
people whose names I don't want to mention are, are, are calling it survivorship bias. Like he only throws in favorable conditions and therefore, um, you know, like, like his passing numbers look better than they should and things like that. Instead of talking about how throwing out of favorable conditions is smart and the reason that the mm -hmm. offense works, they're actually trying to discredit his passing numbers by saying, well, he only passes it when it's favorable to pass. And so he's not actually as good as his passing numbers make him look. And it's the opposite. Like he's actually better than his numbers make him look because he should also get a lot of the credit for when he hands it off. You know, like um, he's handing it off at exactly the right times. Those 49ers linebackers on some of those plays last week were, were frozen. They were frozen on the backside, just standing still, like playing pass. And he's handing it off and it's like a 17 yard gain by Kenny Gainwell. That's Jalen Hurts too. Like that's a, that's that, oftentimes that's an RPO and he's making the right read. And so I, I just think that like, that's something that, doesn't get enough credit like Jalen doesn't get enough credit for people talk about it in the abstract but it hasn't really hit the there's no good metric for it and so it's just hasn't I just think it's under discussed yeah I mean no that's that's a great point and I I wonder what the the threshold is for running quarterback right like like Steve Young was one of the great running quarterbacks of his generation um the offenses weren't evolved to the point like what Jim Johnson was saying. But if if you were to talk, I, I, I say this, I imagine if you were to speak to defensive coordinators in 1994, 1995, they would say like what Steve Young does with his legs scares the crap out of me. Uh, Russell Wilson, when he won the Super Bowl in, in 2013, that was like a, a 500 plus yard rushing season. I know Colin Kaepernick took over the job in, you know, the, the, in the middle of 2012 season there. Uh, when they made the Super Bowl, but he was like he was a prolific runner that year. So, yeah, I think that if if uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad you said that. Um, I I really think it's unfair for Jalen Hurts if that if if the Eagles lose this game, they will lose it in my opinion. And if if they lose this game, they will lose this game because Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the world, and not because Jalen Hurts runs the ball. In my opinion. Yeah, I think that's right. I think yeah. that's. I think that was a really uh, important thing that you said, Dana. I appreciate that. All right, Thanks. that'll do it. Defensive coordinator that Mahomes would have beaten Zach in that situation, who still who still haven't seen do well it. against a great quarterback. Not that he's had a chance this year. So we're hoping. We're all. And once again, by the way, if if the Eagles give up a lot of yards through the air, it's not because of Jonathan Gannon's defense as much as Patrick Mahomes has done this to almost every team this season, right? Like, uh, no, for sure. No, there are things for, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, yeah he's there are things he's unbelievable. Good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's so many play, like I've been watching, like, I don't know. I've just been doing like, like ridiculous <laughs> amounts of like, like if I'm feeling bad, I'll be like, I'm going to watch all of his interceptions. And I, I and I just, I, I sat down and I charted all of his interceptions yesterday and I felt a little better. And then I realized like what ridiculous cherry picking that is. And I just watched <laughs> yeah. some random drives and it was like, oh gosh, no, he's really, okay, he's good again. Like now when you don't, when you don't just watch the interceptions, he's good. But uh, um, yeah, but I'm jealous. Well, though, right? Yeah, here you're going to have beers with Jonathan Gannon uh, later. <laughs> Uh, you know, Zach, Zach was supposed to introduce us over the bike. Zach and I won. Dave Tobe is, is getting stood up. Poor guy. He's been waiting. He's been waiting a decade for me to show up. <laughs> Zach made the right choice. I, I, I boned that one. Oh, well. <laughs> all right. Well, Danis, thank you so much for, uh, for your service all year long. Hopefully we'll get to see you this weekend before the game. Enjoy yes. things with Feldman. And uh, of course, uh, once again, 
for those listening, you can go to at T Philanthropy if you want to uh, uh, join in. That was right. At T Philanthropy, right? Yes. On Twitter, yep. On Twitter. Yeah. Um, okay. We will be back on the other side with our crystal bald eagle predictions. I believe both of our backgrounds will be a little bit lighter. It will be daytime. This is a bit of a time travel that you're getting to witness for the uh, visual viewers. And uh, we will be back on the other side. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Okay, we are back on Birds with Friends. The time machine has done its work. Bozak and Marissa. We turn our attention now to the game itself. Crystal Bald Eagle. But before we do that, everybody, of course, remembers five years ago the infamous prediction on Birds with Friends ahead of the Super Bowl. Nobody remembers that I was very close and predicted, I think, a Chris Long turnover on the final drive. Hmm. Um, so, you know, that's not fair, necessarily speaking, historically. But uh, we want to make sure that we give topping that shield prediction uh, every shot that it gets and so we put out the call to the defunks and uh, i have a couple uh written ones here that i'm going to get to first the first is from lila kapadia she says the eagles are going to win 39 to 20. love that prediction naya has the eagles winning 34 to 30. casey wolf predicts the Eagles 65. That's what he's got, 65. <laughs> so we'll see uh, how close that gets. But uh, we have more specific predictions, courtesy of the DFOPs. Let's hear those now. Hello to all the minions, the sickos, and everyone in between. This is DFOP Kill a Cow, and I'm here with some predictions for the Super Bowl. First prediction is that BWF will remain the only Eagles podcast to have given me a wedding gift by the end of the Super Bowl. Very nice gift from all the lovely people over at BWF. I won't say what it is. You can probably find out and no other Eagles podcast will get me a gift. All right, next prediction. Uh, there will be a quarter in the Super Bowl, which will be a Pauline quarter where one team will have a score of six and one team will have a score of nine. And that's in the quarter, not cumulatively. Next prediction. There will be an on-field Dupree incident. Brings me no pleasure to report that, but that is going to happen. You can lock that in. Next prediction. Just like in Super Bowl 52, the Chiefs will attempt a trick play, and it will fail. And the Eagles will attempt a trick play, and it will succeed. Prediction number five. For Friday's pod, the one that this prediction is going to be on, I'm setting the line at under 10 and a half minutes before ZB says something like, we're blank minutes into the pod and we're talking about blank. <laughs> Next prediction, Jalen Hurts' trust for Jack Stoll will be the key for a pivotal play <laughs> in the game. You know, he really trusts him out there and that is going to pay dividends. And my final prediction is that Noah Becker's predictions 
will involve singing. I haven't talked with Noah Becker about this, but I feel pretty confident about it. And he's going to be everyone's favorite Becker after he sings in the predictions. Brian Flynn here with noted Sixers, Phillies, and Birds fan Austin Flynn making our predictions for the game-winning play in this Sunday's Super Bowl. Austin, what do you got? Uh, Jalen Hurts, QB, draw a touchdown to win the game. Yeah, that's a lock for sure. I'm going Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, punch out of Travis Kelsey for the game-winning turnover. Shout out Bo Wolf, Marissa and Michael Dunn, Z Berm, get underdogs wherever books are sold, and our guy <laughs> Dilip Kapadia for getting us tickets to the Eagles game. Austin, send us out of here. Go Birds. Hey, Reed, who's going to win the Super Bowl? He goes, he goes. <laughs> Rich Bobby have the same racket. There's 151 left, fourth quarter. Kenny Gainwell just ran the ball for four yards up the gut, but it brings up a fourth and four. Jake Elliott steps onto the field, hits a 48-yarder dead down the center to make the score 34 to 17. Big play Slay ends it on the ensuing Chiefs possession with his second pick of the game. The talk in the early part of the offseason is how the hell did Johnny Gans not get a head coaching job? That's it. I love you guys. Bye. Hey, BWF Nation, sickos, everyone who listens to this absurd podcast. This is Nick, ZB's brother, chiming in with my Super Bowl prediction. I'm going Eagles 31, Chiefs 27. I also have a few props I like. I like ZB over complimenting Bo on the post game pod over four and a half. I also like Prince Togo Winoho reference to open the post game pod minus 250. Um, all locks in my eyes. Super pumped for this game. Go Eagles and keep doing a great podcast, guys. Thank you. Hey, what's up, Birds with Friends crew? This is Dan McQuay from Defector Media, and I'm so very excited that Bo, Zach, and Marissa invited me on to give my Super Bowl prediction, because it's going to be correct. You know, I'm all ready for the game. I got my denim Eagles hat from when I was a little kid. I got my boombox to listen to Merrill and Mike. I think on Sunday, Eagles fans will be in Arizona, and they will be influencing the game. And as a result, I think the Eagles are going to win, and I think they're going to win easily. It's going to be 31-21, only because of a late Kansas City garbage time touchdown. You know, I could see it being 31-22 if they go for two after the garbage time touchdown, if it's just like so late in the game. But yeah, Eagles by 10, a surprise Miles Sanders MVP, and then we party the whole night. Uh, go find me on Ridge Avenue after the game is over. Peace. When Bo reached out and asked me for a crystal bald eagle prediction, I was honored, but I knew what he really meant was he wanted a song parody prediction. Obviously, I'm not in the best voice, but it's the playoffs, and I'm not going to make excuses for my playoff performance. I'm not Brandon Ayuk or George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, or Debo Samuel. Here's my prediction. With Jalen, I know the offense will score time and time again. But surprise, a worry RDC will play it passively and then fall on his face. But there's Hassan, Graham, and Hargrave from the line that made so many plays. But Mahomes. 
He can always escape in my homes. Well, we know he'll make plays, but did we beat the Niners? To just lose to Andy Reid. <clears throat> no, we beat the Niners. To win 41-33. That's right. We're doing throwback scores this year. So that's how the Eagles are going to win Super Bowl 57. Thanks, Bo. Wow. <laughs> Excellent. What a crew. <laughs> What a prediction from Kill a Cow. He nailed he nailed Noah's. That was very Reed well Berman. done. That was very well done. Thank you, Marissa. And thank you, Bo, for coordinating that. So 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 formal, so proper. <laughs> I'm in game mode. Honestly. Yeah. No, that was Nick. I'm sorry, N Berm. Yeah. Uh, and E Berm and R Berm. Yes. That's right. Yes. I... Dan McQuaid. The Flins, what a crew, what a roster. Hopefully somebody hits it. But it's time now, Zach, for our Crystal Ball Eagle predictions. Um, I'm still I'm still thinking about this. I got to tell you. Okay. I, haven't, I was hoping I would sleep on it. I'd get some kind of vision at night. Didn't hit. Uh, I'm just, I'm struck by like the weight, you know, the, the, uh, the weight of what this does for people's legacies, right? Like if if Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts win a Super Bowl in their second year together, you know Jalen Hurts ascends to like super super duper stardom. Nick Sirianni uh, can do no wrong. If they lose, this is a, the the kind of game that you know could could hang around um, and bug them for the rest of their careers. The, the roster is going to change a lot this offseason. Who knows what happens? Uh, they've got a they've got a great game. A great roster going up against the best quarterback in the league. I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking about it. What do you got, Zach? So, in Take years me through past, it. get specific. Yeah. So, so that's what I was about to say. In in years past, when someone asked me, you know, what do you think is going to happen, I'd say if I knew, I'd go to Vegas, right? Or, uh, I, you know, when there were casinos everywhere, um, and sports books everywhere, I, I, I would say, I would say, you know, I'm, I'm better at making predictions after the fact, right? But in the spirit, you know, we have fun on Birds with Friends. I'm four years into this pod. It's about, you know, I, 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 can, I can loosen up a bit. I'm wearing, I'm wearing a hoodie and not a jacket right here, right? I'm, I'm, I'm having fun. And he's um, wearing pants, just for clarification. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely wearing pants. Um, no, so I, I say that as, <laughs> as a way of saying I will have fun. And, and by that, I'll, I'll, I'll get specific. The Eagles take an early lead, okay, as, as, as they've done. And they actually built a healthy lead early in the game, double digits. And Philadelphia is feeling really good about itself. Eagles fans are already imagining what it could be like, and they're saying they grease the polls. But then in the third and the fourth quarter, the Chiefs start coming back. And Eagles have trouble defending Jarek McKinnon out of the backfield. And McKinnon gets a big play, and Patrick Mahomes is doing Patrick Mahomes things. And the Chiefs take a 24 to 20 lead with a minute and 46 seconds to go in the game. And oh man, and here it comes. This is, this is dramatic, right? This is, it's, it's, uh, this is what they have those situational meetings for, which you can read about mm -hmm. on the athletic, um, you know, to, to prepare for these situations. They have 
all three timeouts. Nick Sirianni's done a good job holding the timeouts. And the Eagles, they they drive downfield. They, they convert a, a, a third down once and a few other plays. And uh, on a third and goal, there's a pass to Dallas Goddard, and he gets stopped short of the goal line. Mm. And it's fourth and goal at, let's say, the yard, the one-yard line with uh, somewhere between 25 and 40, or, or uh, somewhere between 18 and 32 seconds on the clock, okay? And the Eagles rush to the line, and Jalen Hurts, quarterback sneaks in, and the Eagles win the Super Bowl. 27 to 24. There are one and a half point favorites. The over-under is 51. So that puts us exactly at mm. the over-under. Um, but the Eagles win the Super Bowl 27 to 24. That was wow. excellent, Zach. What a story. You came to play this morning. <laughs> uh I, I felt I felt inspired by seeing my son. I haven't seen him in a while. So I've seen Aww. him on FaceTime. But yeah. What would you uh what would you write about? Oh goodness. I mean <laughs> The quarterback sneak, God, the, the I, drive. I, 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 I would have uh, six months of content to, at, at that point, okay. right? I mean, uh, no, I, I would I would confer with uh, my outstanding partner on the beat who has dominated all year long, oh, Bo, um, and and see what what you're doing with the day after. I mean, you can you can go micro on the drive, you can go the, the scene of the locker room. You know, you can go big picture in terms of legacy. There's so there's a lot of different directions to go, but 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 that's where you confer with your team. You see, you see who has what, and uh, you definitely don't want to call your shot and like at halftime and then not have you know and you know, not have the story mm -hmm. afterwards. We're we're lucky to work at the athletic for that for a number of reasons, but for that reason included. Marissa, do you dare uh, offer a prediction yourself? Um, yeah, I do have one. Um, the post game pod is going to be like dip into the 4 a.m. hour and Eastern or, or mountain time Eastern Eastern gosh mountain oh that time. seems oh like a God. lock yeah <laughs> I might as well just like go to sleep if it's if that's mountain time um and it's going to be very fun and it's going to be very long and I'm looking forward to it so, so that's I think you probably should go to sleep after the game yeah we'll, we'll figure <laughs> out timing nap. but yeah yeah I think that's I'll breakfast I'll like make some eggs and you know We'll, we'll do we'll have a, a breakfast pod at 4 a.m <laughs> are we doing it on the scene or are we turning or are we returning to the hotels because i mean you don't want to be stuck in uh in glendale in glendale i know i, mean, I think we probably yeah i think it probably will have to be hotel and so yeah. it will probably be very late <laughs> yeah that's okay it's the last okay. one <laughs> it's the last one Not all forever. right yeah well who's to say me well, i imagine we'll have some next week first off clean out day well last post game pod yeah. Yeah. until yeah. next season right preseason yeah, opener we'll be yeah. back who yeah. knows what happens from now until september well, I, I won't be back this August. i will i will have yep. a baby at that point so this right. is my last post game pod uh, for a while so yeah we should make it a banger <laughs> absolutely absolutely well said maybe you should you should name your child pod there we go. Little potty. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check with Michael on that one. <laughs> okay. Um, I said this on 
on the Philly special episode crossover with uh, with Sheila and, and Ben that I feel like this season, uh, like 2017, was so much about uh, like the people for Eagles fans, the people in your lives who like were no longer there. Right? It was it was this exorcism, this thing that everybody had finally been waiting for that finally happened. Uh, that that Super Bowl was you know sort of in some degree for for the dead. And, uh, and, and this Super Bowl is a little, it's, it's for the living. Now that's not to say that, that there will be lots of people who are care, who are still carrying people, um, with them as they watch this game. But it's like, this is, this is a team that is very much of the moment. Um, and I also sort of think that Eagles fans, um, have not had heartbreak <laughs> in, uh, in a long time. I think they have sort of forgotten what that feels like. And I worry I'm, I'm not rooting, but I would say that I would hope that the Eagles win this game for our listeners. Um, and I worry that that's what's coming here. And I think the Eagles are going to have a 34 to 28 lead mm. midway through the fourth quarter, uh, late in the fourth quarter, Patrick Holmes is going to get the ball with about, one thirty-nine remaining. See, that's yeah. So, so right there, once he gets the ball back, that's that's when you worry. You're worried. Yeah. Not only are you worried, you're worried. You know, you're almost thinking maybe we could just give up a, a quick score. He's gonna he's gonna hit Travis Kelsey on uh, two consecutive passes. He's gonna find Kadarius Tony uh, for a uh, a quick pass, and he's gonna break a a tackle, and then he's gonna throw a touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey to give the Chiefs a 35-34 lead with 29 seconds remaining. Jalen Hurts is going to get the ball, and he is going to complete – the Eagles are going to have two timeouts left. He is going to complete a pass downfield to Devontae Smith. That gets the Eagles to about the 50 with about 13 seconds left. And then they're going to call a quarterback draw, similar to the Austin Flynn prediction. Jalen Hurts is going to get the ball to about the 34. Jake Elliott, as time expires, is going to hit the field goal. 37-35 Eagles. Why not? High scoring game. Exhilarating. Okay. There you go. Uh, But I have done, as you said, Zach, I have done, I have played both sides here. I, really, whatever happens, I, I come out on top. The, I, I made the fun prediction. Let me just give give my – I should have done like 90 seconds of analysis or 60 seconds of, of analysis here. Right? These are the two best teams in football. They're here for a – This is like – we are like two and a half hours into the show. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll just say, yeah, as, as we talked about with Michael and we talked about throughout the week, the Eagles have the advantages on both lines of scrimmage. I think that's ultimately the difference in this game. But – no disrespect to to Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes is that good, and and if the Eagles lose this game, it's because Patrick Mahomes is that good, and so uh, that it seems like an obvious statement to make, but it's hard to beat Goliath, and Patrick Mahomes is Goliath, uh, even though they're they're technically underdogs, uh, he is that good, and he he changes everything on the field. So uh, yeah, I I think that the Eagles' best hope of winning this game is like Michael said, dominating the line of scrimmage, get, sticking to the formula that's worked, 
getting a lead early, okay, running the ball when they have the lead, and then getting their pass rush home. But the question will be whether the Chiefs can do things with their offensive line to counteract the Eagles getting their pass rush home. Because as Michael said, the Chiefs' offensive line versus Eagles, the Chiefs have a good offensive line. So that's 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 going to be an interesting matchup there. In terms of book titles, technically underdogs doesn't quite have the same ring to it. <laughs> I mean, my focus right now is on writing the best well, Jeffrey Lurie story I can for tomorrow. And then, or, or I shouldn't say, I, the best story for tomorrow includes Jeffrey Lurie. Uh, the, the best, uh, we have our beat back and forth. We need to do a mm. great job with that. Our last email exchange of the season. Okay. We have a round table that's coming out on Sunday. Am I? Should I be giving all those? I guess other people aren't. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. What are they going to do? Their own roundtable? And then the, the, <clears throat> the best story that I can write from the game. And that is my focus at this moment. And uh, looking forward to, to the experience. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. A short one, a quick one. Um, <laughs> we will be back on Sunday night, maybe Monday morning, more likely. We're going to talk about what happens in the Superb Owl. So, for uh, for everybody who joined us this week, let's see if we can rattle them off. For Elliot, for Lindsay, for Jeff, for Jimmy, for Sheil, for Ben, for Michael, for Deniz, for the Defox, for Marissa, for Zach, for Elijah. I'm Bo. We thank you for listening. We will talk to you on Sunday, Monday. Who knows? Good luck to the Eagles. Um, stay tuned to uh, Zach and my Twitter feeds if we uh, let a uh, uh, meetup situation happen on Saturday. And we'll talk to you later. As always, we love you. Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.